Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope of freedom to those caught in the devastation of addiction of any kind, or those searching for a better way to live life with joy and a sound mind. Rich and Susan Collenberg found their freedom from drug addiction and alcoholism over two decades ago in the series Healing by Design. They explore God's healing and restorative nature as our universe's designer and creator. Healing is now on the way on Freedom to Choose. everyone. My name is Rich Collenberg. And my name is Susan Collenberg. And we would like to welcome you again to Freedom to Choose and our series Healing by Design. And this is actually going to be program or episode number seven. Number seven in Healing by Design, Fighting the Good Fight Part Two. You know, we got into it last week and we started talking about how our nature's kind of drag us around a little bit and how um how hard it is to to do the right thing and we thought we need to we need to kind of we need to hit this one again a little bit um and just so everyone understands out there um that uh and i'm sure if you ask anybody who their worst enemy is, they will, most people will say, I'm my own worst enemy. Not, not well, always. <laughs> well, no, you know what? That's true. Right. That's very true. Yeah. If only so-and-so would be such and such a way, I wouldn't have any problems. Exactly. So, this is what is the, is the problem is for us to recognize. And, and, and when you're, when you're in addiction, they teach you, that there's only one person you can change and it's really good news because it's you. Right. Because you can't change anyone else. Right. The last fruit of the spirit is self-control, self-mastery. And it's just what it says. Self-control, self-mastery, listening to the Holy Spirit, doing the little bitty things day by day to crucify that nature. Right. I remember one of the sayings were, was um, d- just don't worry about the other side of the street. Clean up the garbage on your side of the yeah, street. Yeah, keep your side of the street, street clean. clean. Right. You know? Yes. Susan, would you open with a word of prayer, please? Yes, Lord. We're just grateful that um, you provide an opportunity to look at Bible principles and to not just to have knowledge or to learn new things, but to actually get in and and root out those things in our hearts and our minds that are causing us to stumble, that are causing us to sin, that are causing us to run um, in the wrong direction away from you. And so we are grateful and thankful that you continue to help us to see and to have more clarity as to the the solutions that... um, can occur through your grace in our minds. And we just ask that you would send your spirit to be with each and every one of us. And we thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Now healing by design is simply means just that it means there's a way for us to live and to carry ourselves that actually 
heals us. There is also a law on this planet, because we talk a lot about design law. There's a law on this planet called the law of escalation. And when we live out according to our natures, things will escalate. In Mm. other words, you get angry with someone, you speak bad about them, they hear about that, it escalates to something else, they say something about you, and you can watch this law of escalation happening all around us because of the way we live our lives out. We are living according to our human natures. What we're going to talk about today, uh, like we talked about last time, is how do we really spiritually fight the good fight? How What really transpires? So is there an, I know that there is, is there an opposite law to the law of escalation? Is there like a law of in, in, entropy or... Uh, de-escalation? No, not de-escalation, but a law of not, um, of just ignoring and not engaging because uh, a lot of times we as human beings can just... Um, be confronted with truth and do nothing. But in reality, it, it's what's happening in our hearts and our minds is not nothing. It's, it's actually a backwards movement. Right? We are on a trajectory towards death. Right. When Adam ignored what God said in the Bible and distrusted God, he broke trust with God. He betrayed God and it changed his brain. And from now on, we are all sons and daughters of Adam And so Christ changed that trajectory of humanity. He crucified that nature, that human nature. He crucified it, and a new humanity was born in Christ, and he is the second Adam. Do we want to be... Uh, do we want to be like that? A, is a that true follower. A true follower. Him. Does that is that attractive to us to right. to do uh, the things that we're going to talk about today? To de-escalate, to uh, keep our 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 consciences clean, if you will, to be able to interact with human beings around us in a dignified uh, manner, and most of all, above all, to glorify God in doing it. Right, as opposed to uplifting herself. So I think that it's interesting because there's always, in it, whether it's good or bad, there's two different sides to everything, and it's like so you're in, we're in this process, and there's no it, what was that rock song? If you don't make a choice, you still you still have made a cho- choice. If you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. Right, exactly. And so sometimes we. Um, can go on the other side of um, maybe inactivity, and that can be just as harmful as escalating something. And so I just, there's just like this, it's like this cycle, we're all interconnected, we're all, um, I don't understand all the physics and the quantum mechanics and all that kind of stuff. But um, God made our planet and and humanity to be um, interconnected, interwoven, and... um, We are a fabric or a web, if you will, a web of humanity that that needs to interact with one another. Right, that that are thread and, and woven together. Yeah, and it's a beautiful tapestry when we all interact and serve each other, but it becomes torn and ripped and torn apart when we act to serve self it's a design law it's how things are designed and when we seek to climb over others for selfish gain 
or or betray others for selfish gain we tear that fabric and mm-hmm. God, Jesus came to show us, and it is not attractive to the world. They did, a lot of people did not like Jesus. He was a threat to them. It's not attractive to the world. Right. So um, one of the, one of the um, things that we fight, and we're talking about our inner um, beings, our, um, how we operate, how do we choose to um, uh operate within this world. So one of them is um, by loving God and others by not self-seeking your own desires and your own Okay, so what does that what does that mean though, not self-seeking? Um in other words, would it be placing your needs and wishes above cuz we need stuff right 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 Would stuff be, yeah well we you know we yeah. need we need to 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 exist we need, to have we, need food. To take, we need to have shelter because i know when i first got clean and sober i was told first i needed to take care of myself right i need i wasn't taking care of myself now later on i learned that I wasn't taking care of myself because I was serving myself so much and I, I was... Or, or, you know, by taking care of yourself, does it mean you have, you know, 15 cars so that you can, you know, choose to, yeah, you know, that yeah. type of a thing. You know, how do we get not, so skewed? And, and not that that's bad. People can make their own choices and and just because somebody may have 15 cars, you don't, and we don't understand where that comes from so we can't judge them, right? But for... Um, for us, it's it it's taking care of ourselves and not neglecting the needs of others. Precisely. Right. So, in other words, you do need to you do need a person needs to take care of oneself because if you don't, I know for myself, if I'm not in a regimen of of pretty much eating at the at the same time and eating very healthily and getting the right amount of sleep and the right amount of exercise, I'm no I'm no good to anybody else. That is not self serving. That is being prudent in the time that God has given me so I can be the best for other people when I need to be the best for them. Am I? Well, that's a whole nother story. But it's it's one of those things. We we all need to to uh, Right. So that's a that's a form of, of serving, right? Because even on the airplane, what do you do when if you're the altitudes dropped or whatever and and the masks come down what are you told to do first you're told to put the mask on yourself first so that you can help others so that you can help others and and there are principles that we can follow that that make us healthier and principles that we can follow that that make us unhealthy you mentioned last week about we fight by forgiving and that one piqued my interest because i i thought about it and as we're sitting here, I kept thinking about it and thinking about it. You And you mentioned in a program a while back, probably in several programs because it was so important to you, that you couldn't get well until you found it, you were able to forgive. Right, because my sickness was... was um was grounded and you know when I because when I was an addict and when I was doing inappropriate behavior and having inappropriate thoughts and and everything about my life was inappropriate and wrong um it was grounded and centered in the fact that I was unwilling to forgive for things that had happened to me when I was younger so you're telling that were out of my control so you're saying that you were hamstrung in your recovery that you could not really 
even enter into recovery until you gained the ability to forgive. Right, because I fought, so I was clean and sober at the time in jail, right? Which is a good place for people to get clean and sober. Um, So I was clean and sober, but I was fighting against the principle of, um, of looking at my past in the correct light and being able to deal with the anger and the resentment and the the judgment and the pain that I that I had from back then was was that it happened when I was five was very present when I was 35. It, it was alive. It was well. I was feeding it. I was reacting to life. All my life decisions were made upon the things that were back then. So an inability to to forgive those who harmed you wasn't doing them any harm was only harming you. Right. And, and, um, and it was even, even if people did things to me and, and it wasn't meant for harm, everything was harmful to me. Do you know what I mean? When you come from that perspective, when you, when you're abused as a child, everything is, is bad towards you. You're a bad person. You're not worthy. You're You're ugly. You're used. You're, you're dirty. You're, and so everything in life, I look through those lenses. I had these, these broken lenses that I wore around and I were emotionally sunburned. Yeah. You couldn't tell the difference between a hug, a pat on the back or a slap. Right. And I, and I, and I, um, and I responded as everything was a slap. Sure. On the back. Because you can't tell the difference when you're looking through that lens, through all that pain, and not being able to address it by design law. Right. So in in retrospect, I can look back and I can say, wow, being arrested the umpteen times that I was arrested and the time that I spent in jail was actually the thing that led to my conversion. It was therapeutic. Exactly. This is the difference between looking at God as, as a doctor versus a dictator. God, the things God does to us or for us are therapeutic, believe it or not. We've been through these trials, and there are the only way out is to live by the way God designed things to operate, and that would be, in your case, the only way out of that mess was to forgive those who abused you as hard as that was. Right, and see, even after each intervention of jail— I would continue to go back to what I knew and, sure. and not learning. And it wasn't until the last time that I was in jail that the light kind of opened up for me. And and I and and it was interesting because God gave me a sense of relief that I'd never had in when my you life. Were finally before. able to let that go. Because yes. this kind of dovetails, it kind of fits in with we fight by showing mercy and not retaliation. So you had to learn that. You had to learn we fight by blessing and praying for our enemies, not by seeking to destroy them. Now, now you said something which really got my attention when you said praying for those people you had to forgive made you what? Made me physically sick. Now, people, this understand this, the way God has, this had to be her choice. Mm -hmm. If not, God would destroy her individuality. So she listened to the Holy Spirit, prayed for her enemies, even though it made her physically sick, but she was able to get victory over her nature. That was the battle, was her nature 
Uh, and this is why we're 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 calling this program Healing by Design. And it and our and this episode is fighting the good fight. And you know, and so if you hear that concept, if you're listening today, or if you know somebody who's struggling, and you put forth that concept about praying for somebody, but in a realistic manner, most people who have um, an issue with it will reject the idea. Mm-hmm. They will say, no, no, that, that won't work. I know it won't work. And so it's like, I know right then it's like, okay, well then that's what the issue is. It's sure. unforgiveness. It's unforgiveness. Right. And that, that is, a, that is a hard mountain to climb. Right. It really is. But like Jesus says, and that's why I think, you know, he came and he, and he suffered all that abuse even by his friends when he needed him the most. He, you know, all this he went through, um, he still sought to serve and not seek to be served. What about, um, I know there's a whole lot of other, other things we can, we can fight by. Right. Um, you know, we can fight by being meek and humble and not by arrogance and pride. Um, and I think a lot of people, we suffer for that, and, and me including, is because of the, maybe our self-worth is very low. And so we try to promote ourselves in a certain manner simply because um, of our fear of not being accepted. You know, when you said that, I, I jotted down a note here. For me, I sin the most when I'm right. Mm. Arrogance and pride is a that's nasty, it's really it's really thing. It, it's really funny when you say that. It, it, it <laughs> I bet it is. I I, I you know cuz I I don't even want to see some of the replays. You know what I mean? Uh because our Well, and I are, think you know what I think it reminds me of, you know, when we all get to heaven and 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 we're all going to say, but I was right about this and I was right about that and you're wrong and everything. God's like God's going to say y'all were wrong. Well, he's, you know? either that or he's going to say I don't care whether you were right or wrong. Right. I'm worried about how you acted right. when you were right. Exactly. That's the that's the nutty part because, is that we can't, it's it doesn't matter whether we're right or wrong. Are we harming other people when we're right? Right. And and the reality is, is that if you're harming someone else when you're quote unquote right, then you're wrong. That's, that's, <laughs> that, that's, that's that the bigger reality picture. of right. it. You're not right. You're absolutely so wrong. Jesus was so right. At all and times. he never harmed anyone. He even, when the woman was thrown down in adultery, I, I keep going back to this, uh, that scene when the Pharisees brought that woman into the court and threw her down and Jesus did not attack them. He wrote their sins in the dust where a couple of puffs of wind and a, a, a footprint or two would wipe them out. Uh, he had every right to go after him, but he didn't. Because, Why? Because he's trying to win them too. Right. Because that's not his character. It's his not character his character. Exactly. Trying to win those people back. You know, I think maybe one of the biggest things that, that um, you know, I can struggle with is is by completely trusting God and allowing the circumstances of your life when you're they're not like you planned, it's not the way you expected, and you end up in a situation and you're like, where is God? Why, why are things not this way? All the while, God is like, I have this greater grand plan that is not revealed to you. And so being able to, to fight against our selfishness to understand and to be accepting 
is something that I think, because like going back to my past, it, um, you know, it's definitely not what I would have wanted for my life because I think there's so much more I could have done had I not gone through the years of sexual abuse and then the years of my choice of becoming a drug addict. I think I could have done so much more, but I have to let that go and become so much more today and tomorrow and the next day because what's done is done. And you are who you are by by having been through that and a and have learned to apply those principles because applying those principles, that healing by design principle, that looking at God as a doctor, not a dictator, that that realizing you 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 have a health issue and you're on a trajectory to death, then you're not condemned for that. Right. He's for us, He's not for against us, us. Not against us. Right. And understanding all that and and listening to the spirit in the littlest of things to help us to fight that fight against our natures, because when we team up with God, it becomes our choice. Mm -hmm. Thus, the title of the program, Freedom to Choose. We can choose to be angry. We can choose to be resentful. We can choose not to be faithful. You know, adultery doesn't happen in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. It does, but in for for the sake of my point, adultery is simply betrayal. Mm-hmm. Right, betraying, breaking, breach of trust. Right, which is what humanity did with God back in the garden. We breached, we broke trust with God. We became different than what He intended for us. We're not condemned for that. We're 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 born terminal right we're not born condemned we're born terminal we have a terminal in, uh illness illness but we, but we're we in, have a rent yes yeah we're infected with fear and selfishness which causes us to betray others right but that if that infection can be remedied by living according to god's healing by design principles right which are laid out in the bible on the way jesus carried himself the way Paul has told us to think on good things mm-hmm. and where we're told not to be angry, not to retaliate. Even even the phrase vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. If you read the next, read it in context, he shows you how he is going to get vengeance and that is by you being good and it's like heaping coals of fire. So that on, someone else can so be healed. So that someone else can be healed. Right. So, so many of us want our enemies to be destroyed. And in fact, God's like, no, the way I, the way I take vengeance is by saving them, not destroying them. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And, and, and everyone he wanted, I mean. And, and then, so like you said, taking that Bible into context. Into context. Doctor or dictator. Right. Not one word, but the word. The word. Did Jesus wash Judas's feet just like Peter's? Yes. It's, you know, God is constant. He's constant in helping and giving. Um, and boy, it's already late in the program. Um, but this, this, this fight, what it boils down to, it's, it's a fight to control self, self-mastery, self-control, not a fight to control others. We're not God. We can't control others, no matter how hard we try. That's where the battle is. Human nature wants to be God. Would the devil say in the garden, you can be just like God. He knows you can. He's holding that back from you. No, we can't. 
Right. We can't be God. Right. But we try to every day, and that is very damaging to the human psyche because we will fail every time. The only thing that we can control is ourselves by applying the remedy, Jesus Christ, to our lives through the Holy Spirit. It's the only way, healing by design. Um, and so we're going to have to wrap it up. You can go to our website, www.justasiamministries.com. We have free resources there. You can drop us an email. You can give us a call at 916. What is it? 645. I almost gave my my phone number. 1297. 1297. I got a really good friend. 916-645-1297. Yeah, that's it. And remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle. And you have the freedom to choose. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy Thank you for listening to Healing by Design on Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Collenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could it be this simple, the way out of your prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they are supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.